0: Welcome to the Talk and Chatter Experience, powered by Gasoline Alley, Hully-Davidson. My guest today is current supercars driver for the Cool Drive Auto Parts team, Tim Slade. If you like the show, make sure you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. Welcome, Tim Slade. Thanks, mate. Cheers for coming in and uh, making some time out of your uh, busy schedule. Not so busy at the moment. Crazy time, eh? More so, uh, (laughs) just tying it in with a, a trip up the freeway, so... When, when was the last time you're in a car? Like obviously the weekend you did Hyundai's. When was the last time you were in a supercar?
1: Uh Townsville, mm. so what was that like mid-July had the um, double yeah. header up there. So yeah, big, big break. And um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing that's been sort of formally announced. It's just bits and pieces that you hear about yep. getting going again. But I think the rough plan is to basically um, do a couple of races up here, yep. um, like back to back. I think either end of October, start of November, and then a week or two off, um, couple in Sydney, and then finish off at Bathurst. So, wow. really need to get five five more rounds in to uh, make a championship
0: up, mate. Your first event as a family man, as such, how was that in Townsville? Because you took your uh, young son up.
1: Yeah, hey. um, yeah, it's it's no different. Like for no? me, you know, um, go to the racetrack and it's yep. it's work. So. Um, it's nice you know obviously when you're away from home for a week or two that um yeah you can have the the family with you so um yeah they just they grow so fast so it's cool not to well i guess the the reduce the amount of times you miss out on them them growing
0: basically for mid, sure time away mate who is tim slade <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Don't know. So like obviously a supercar driver currently, um fitness is part of your DNA. You obviously train awfully hard to do the sport you're in and obviously just enjoy it. But what else does Tim Slade do? Ah.
1: Uh, don't know. I'm not, I'm not I'm not good at this uh off the cuff yep. kind of kind of stuff, but um yeah, I mean obviously yeah, there hasn't hasn't been much going on especially in the last well since sort of all the the covid stuff happened um last year i wasn't well well i wasn't full-time supercars so still had a pretty busy year planned um in doing the enduros and then uh, a lot of stuff overseas but that didn't happen so um yeah sort of not not my tracing last year and we yep. have only really done obviously um yeah the first whatever uh half of the races this year and then, yeah, hasn't, hasn't been too much going on. So feels feels like uh, not not much else has been, been happening at the moment. It's just, yeah, pretty much, like like you say, enjoy my fitness. So, um, yeah, sort of train train most days and, um, yeah, it's been good having Geordie, um, uh, our new yep. little man at, at home. And, um, yeah, it's been, I guess, if, if there's one positive to take out of, you know, not having much on it, it's, you know, being able to spend time at home with him, yeah. Um, yeah, fortunate to be able to do that because a lot of other people
0: can't. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's it's such a strange time amongst so many different things, eh? Hey? Yeah. T- tell me this, like at the end of uh, 2019, you pulled back from obviously a full-time drive. Did it, like, because what happened in the world, did it feel like the tap of motorsport just got sort of turned off, like, at that time?
1: Uh, I would, yeah, it's probably just everything at, at that yep. stage, Um, Yeah. I guess that, that was kind of obviously the start of it all um yeah sort of beginning of last year and actually I went over to Thailand I did a uh, GT race over there that was actually the same weekend as the Adelaide 500 mm-hmm. um and you know you heard sort of a, a little bit about this this new virus yep. or whatever but I guess yeah like most things you sort of think that it's not really gonna affect much and you're obviously no one really knew how serious it was mm. going to be then, and didn't sort of think too much of it, um, you know, travelling or whatever else, and then came home and pretty much from there it all all turned to shit. So it really did, right? <laughs> yeah. It really... So I, I wouldn't say like yeah, I wouldn't say just motor racing. Like yep. yes, there was there was nothing happening anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. but that, I guess the same could be said for
0: for any sport or. Um, any any kind Just of event, life. really? Yeah, yeah. Tell me this. That was um, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but Buriam, Buriam, Yeah. What was that like?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've been there before. Yeah. Um, it's what is it? Well, you can either you fly to Bangkok and either mm-hmm. um, fly there. It's about an hour flight or oh, 40 minutes or something, or drive there. I think it's you know five five odd hours. So um, yeah, it's 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 a you know it's a good facility. Um, yep. I think the. The people who own Chang um, Beverages, they they built the circuit. So yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of just like a, a big town and feels like in the middle of nowhere. And there's a big soccer stadium out the front, yeah. and then yeah, a big track. They obviously race um, yeah MotoGP and, mm. and World Superbikes there. I don't know if they still do, but um, yeah, I, I I enjoy the circuit. I actually really enjoy race racing in Asia, um, especially Thailand. Just yeah, it's it's very sort of cruisy, laid yeah. back. Um, and yeah the the people there are, are very friendly and yeah it's I mean another thing about the the circuit they have have the um, the scooter drags seriously on the uh, Friday or Saturday nights yep. which is basically just a you drive out of the track and um, yeah there's like a little a little strip that they've got there and everyone turns up and and races each other so yeah. it's just yeah it's unique and it's pretty funny and cool
0: they seem to celebrate life really well over there hey
1: yeah yep yep no I mean I think um, yeah, all, all like all parts of Asia that I've been to, you know, Malaysia, Japan, Thailand. Um yeah. The, just the only one that, that probably was a little bit different to them was was China. Um mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I, I just like it. It's just you know, compared to here it's just yeah, so much so much cruisier. So yeah it was,
0: it's it unique, good. isn't it? As yeah. well, like um you know and I know you've raced in the states and stuff but the states you go over and it feels like coming back to sort of australia like it's very similar but you go to china or something it's just very unique feeling for us to travel there
1: yeah as well yeah yep yeah, yep yeah. um i mean it, it was good racing over there as well just because of the time difference and yep. it's pretty easy you know you can jump on a flight overnight and you know basically good. sort of wake up on the plane and you're there the next day so yeah. um yeah it was all pretty pretty easy to do and and enjoyable and something that I I definitely miss at the moment, not not being able to do.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's, uh, I I can only imagine, especially when, you know, you've probably laid out a few things last year to to look at doing more international drives and GT drives and stuff and then you can't, you know, so.
1: Yeah, and and that was actually, I mean, still I look back at it now and it is still something that I I really want to do. Just, I guess you've done the same thing for such a long period of time and I guess that's that's why i was looking forward to you know everything that i had planned for last year because it was just a you know a lot of bucket list stuff um yeah. and something you kind of wonder whether you ever get the opportunity to do and and you know it yeah it, it was there and i was going to do it so yeah, yeah it was basically um well i guess the highlights was you know spa 24 hour and then le mans 24 hour in, in the gt category and um yeah a few other races here and there so um, yeah, who knows if if the opportunity will be there yeah. to, to ever do it again? But um, you know, in saying that, I am I am you know happy in the the situation that I'm in here yeah. in Australia. Back in in supercars, it was good to have a bit of time away and um, yeah, just sort of refresh and and get a bit of love back for it again. And you know the situation that I'm in with um, you know Cool Drive Racing and the Blanchard yeah. Racing Team. Um, you know, couldn't be better. I, I I couldn't be any happier, and there's there's no other place I'd rather be. So, in in that sense, it's it's uh, it's all good.
0: It seems at the end of twenty nineteen, there was so much. Um, you know, as as an outside perspective, there was just an explosion of not issues in supercar, but it was just so much happened towards the end of the year. Mm. It would have been nice to take a year away. <laughs> because it, it was a full-on ending ending of the year that year and I guess coming back into it now, you're like, oh, okay, I'm refreshed and things like that. I guess that's yeah, good
1: feeling. Yeah, it, it's probably not anything with a category that, no. you know, affects you directly. It was just my own personal situation and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just, just some, you know, we weren't getting the results or we weren't where we knew we should and, and well, yeah, could be um, just, you know, due to a few different reasons and... Yeah, it it was kind of like banging your head against a brick wall for a large portion of the year and I think that was pretty much just what, um, yeah, sort of burned you out. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even when we kind of solved the problem and you got back to, you know, how things should be and and getting the results that you knew you were capable of, it still didn't, I don't know, it just didn't mean as much as before. And um, I kind of knew that I needed to to change something and, you know, well, I was driving for BJR at the time, and um, you know, I have, or well, had, and, and still have a, a, a great relationship with Brad, the, the team owner, and yeah, you know, sort of speak with him every time I was down at the track, and it was, it was, it was, you know, I guess pretty mutual. Well, you know, I was the one that sat, that was saying that um, you know can't really keep going on like this, results yeah. wise, uh, just because it, you know, it's not not good for me it's not enjoyable and it's obviously not good you know for the team as a business as well so um at the end uh, i was kind of hoping that the decision was going to be made for me um Mm -hmm. in as far as you know continuing on um because i I didn't want to make a decision and and regret anything yeah but then you know brad you know basically made the decision that um you know he wanted to put someone else in the car and I, i was kind of relieved in a way that um yeah like i said that that decision was made for me and and fortunately i was able to put together you know another um another plan or, or schedule or whatever you want to call it for the yep. for the following year so um yeah like i said i was looking forward to that but uh it didn't, didn't happen <laughs>
0: changed we were talking did you start out as a two-wheel or a four-wheel like what was oh, the first like
1: like like way back when yeah my, my
0: first motorized yeah. uh, thing was actually a
1: motorbike. Yeah, a little it was PeeWee yeah. 50 when I was, I don't know, four or five or whatever. Okay. And actually did like a, a couple of races. I grew up in Adelaide, so mm-hmm. um, down at the south coast. Motocross track, I don't, I don't think it's there any longer, but um, yeah. yeah, nothing too serious. It was basically, um, yeah. I guess that, that that was kind of the first taste of what, what motor racing was was yeah. really like. You, you rock up on a stock PeeWee 50 and there's, there's kids there with all these, you know, flashy bikes and that's where it what, starts i uh, like to call his bmx dads and <laughs>
0: <laughs> the factory team as a kid you know? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. so
1: um yeah that that was that and then basically um outgrew the peewee 50 and and then um pretty much just went to well, well dad was always involved in in motor racing in some way shape or form yep. so did a little bit of driving himself just in a few different cars in in different categories um and then i guess when you kind of grow up with it you know on tv at home and going to racetracks with your dad with him racing or or to watch you know other categories yeah. um yeah i guess you form an interest that way and and then did a a, a come and try day at bolivar go-kart track yep. um in adelaide and then got a go-kart for my ninth birthday so wow it's kind of all all went from there
0: yeah, it's a um it's a pretty pretty common story. Story, hey, like the way that that sort of forms and sort of molds itself into a career, isn't it? You know, you yeah, get a little yeah. Taste. I guess
1: that it's probably the most. You know, if, if you ask, you know, all the drivers, yeah. um, that's you know, majority would say that they start in in go karts.
0: Do you reckon karting is a um, a necessity?
1: Um, oh, I, I wouldn't say it's a necessity, but yep. it's definitely you know, if you want to forge a successful career in motor racing, I think it's. Yeah, if it was me recommending someone where to start and how to yep. get to the top, for sure you'd you'd have it in there at the start. It just yeah teaches you all the basics and and stuff you know that that we all pretty much use today. Yep. You know, just the just, a, just a, the basics, racecraft, and whatever else how to how to go fast. So
0: yeah, in in the in the era now, and um, I think we're around the same age. The sims weren't what they were. When you started karting, now Sims are so um, so about. Everyone's using Sims and that to train. And do you think that sort of takes a bit of the place of that for people? Like, seems like some people are coming into the sport via simulation racing. <laughs>
1: um, oh, I'm, I'm not too aware of that. I, yep. I, I don't. I don't use Sims. I guess because I you I I'm yeah. Missed like you say, kind of miss that era. Whereas yep. I still do a bit of bit of work at, at the I guess national. Or in the national karting scene just with my mate Troy and, and yep. his team. So it's nice still to, you know, kind of be involved in, in, yep. in karting because, you know, I do love it. I think, you know, all of us still do love, love karting mm. just because it's, you know, it's so, so pure. But, yeah, all, all seems that like all the kids today have, you know, sims at home. So yep. I, th- I think it's good, you know, if you kind of grow up with it. Yep. Um, I think it, it's definitely a good addition to whatever you're doing mm-hmm. but um yeah for me i kind of missed that that part of it yep and yeah it, it it is still very different to the real thing and for me you know you just struggle for the feel and it's just more frustrating than anything else because yep. you, you can't get going very good so
0: <laughs> only the only good probably the good thing i think is uh it might help you learn a track. Yeah. So yeah, if you went to travel no, to Laguna, for instance, hundred percent.
1: So, and that's that's, that's yeah. The before I did any racing overseas, yep. or whenever you know there is a a new track on yep. on our calendar here, like yeah, that that is yeah, yep. they're definitely very beneficial. Like that's that's what I find very beneficial in in that sense, and they are very realistic as far as you know tracks go and braking markers and gears and everything else. But yep. yeah, for the. Final bit of it, like yeah. making yourself a more complete driver, I I kind of yeah, everyone has their different opinions, yep. but I think you have to be at a very good level to be able to be better at it or, yep. or make your be better at your trade. Yep. Whereas for me, it's like you're you're just starting out like an absolute amateur and you're seconds off the pace and the best you can be is a second or two off the pace kind of thing yep. so yeah.
0: yeah you sort of miss that feel that traditional feel that you get through a motorized vehicle yeah well i, think. I
1: guess it's all all, all audio and visual mm. pretty much whereas you know driving a car is is a real car is obviously still audio and visual but you have the you know the forces yep. um and you know feelings through through everything else as well
0: it's interesting yeah I, i've I like to talk to people that are actually actively involved in it to see what their perspective is and everything like that because, yeah, it's 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 getting so popular. And mm. I look at it and I'm like, wow, this is one of the fastest growing, I guess it's still a sport. Um, mm. yeah. But
1: I, I guess, yeah, back to your original question. I mean, I know there's been the competitions yep. um, or programs where, you know, there's this, series or whatever and the winner mm. you know, gets a, a drive in a real car. But that aside, it's still, yeah, very traditional progression karts, to, to you know, professional motor racing is carts, yep. is And it's hard here in Australia, I think, you know, with Formula Ford, um, just in this, well, I guess Formula Ford, there is no real Formula Ford world, worldwide now. And it was such a, you know, an awesome stepping stone out of go-karts yep. here in Australia. Um, whereas that's kinda not there now and I, I really feel as though there is no real clear path or progression for guys out of carts or guys or girls out out of carts here in Australia. Yep. I think, you know, in, in Europe it's you know, there is a, a clearer path to to, you know getting to Formula One if, if that's what you want to do and you have yep. the money to do it. But yeah, he is not not sort of so I I think it's yeah, definitely missing that step out of carts at the moment.
0: Because if you jump jump yourself straight into like a Formula 3 car, which I know you've obviously done, that's a huge step, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean,
1: they're, like Formula 3 is kind of non-existent in, in yep. Australia, but I guess, yeah, having worked with, I guess, a, a few young kids in, in the last sort of month yep. and having this exact same conversation, there's, I guess, you know, Toyota 86 or... Uh, yeah, um, like a, a few few kids are jumping in in XLS just because I guess it's a it's a really good sort of entry level yep. racing category and it's the opportunity to learn some some car tracks and yep. um, you know get used to gears and suspension and race, the race formats yep. and whatever else. Um, but yeah, I, I think if you if money wasn't an object, you'd you'd step into something else. Mm. But yeah, I mean apart from eighty six, there's Like, there's no, not that I thought Formula 4 was very good. um, Mm -hmm. Not Formula Ford, Formula 4. Um, But, yeah, like, that's sort of non-existent now as Mm. well. It's pretty much, you know, it's a big leap from from carts to Porsche or, you know, Super 2 or whatever and and massive, massive leap with the budget as well.
0: Yeah, financially, it's so so hard to sustain that budget, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're talking,
1: I mean, like, people are spending crazy money in in go-karts these days you know sort of hundred thousand dollars That's crazy eh? and but even you know that's that's a lot of money for for you know season of karting. but Mm. when you still compare that to porsche or super two when you're talking you know four to five hundred thousand dollars it's (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy big
0: big leap like you imagine you know yourself and you've done you've done this path like yourself you've blazed this path and to sit yeah not
1: not not like it wasn't clear cut it wasn't sort of um i guess you look at it you know it looks traditional but but for us because we you know we always struggled for for money so it's weird like i I still today kind of look back at it and go i don't well know how we did it but it was still it's a bit uh, um Crazy to think that we're actually able to put it together because yeah. I mean even even in go karts we kind of looked at the top level and and we're kind of like well it's going to cost this much and that yeah. was out of reach and then you know somehow we managed to to do it mm-hmm. if it was you know meant doing it with some older equipment or, or whatever and then we looked at Formula Ford and um, yeah and then we kind of looked at the best team and 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 you know found out how much it was to run with them and you know you think that's mm-hmm. unachievable and. And then, yeah, we ended up doing it. But you know, I'm talking, it it took us basically five years after my last year in go-karts to do a a proper full year in Formula Ford. So Mm. we really wanted to finish sort of go-karts in 2001, but then it wasn't until 2006 that we sort of managed to work out how we could do Formula Ford properly. And then, yeah, Super 2 was, we we could never do that properly, just, yeah, because the budget was so high. So Mm. I've still had a lot of, you know, great people that have that have you know helped me get to this point over the years and you know obviously dad's been a massive part of it yep um so yeah it's yeah it wasn't just a a case of you know oh yeah we did did carts did this did this did this and then bang we're in in um in supercars so
0: what um and to to take that back a bit too i i didn't mean to to sound it like I was oh, saying no. that either it was a, I, I did I was, I genuinely was like you, you've blazed that hard path of trying to get to, you know, this goal to this goal and it hasn't been like we just jumped into the factory car on day two and it was all good. Like yeah. you put in that genuine this is how the progression works. And it was a lot of years, you know.
1: Yeah, and, and I guess, you know, you can look at a lot of the um, young guys that have, that have come into the category yep. and, and, you know, it was all – a lot different to mm. how I, I guess, got in there in that, you know, they basically, it was all consecutive years for them. It was pretty much, you know, a few years of Formula Ford and, and then a few years of Super 2 but yeah. with a level one team. And then, you know, they basically make their supercar debut for that same team in mm. in a very similar car to to what um, and with the same people around them as what they've done the previous three years of Super 2 with. Whereas, yeah, yeah we, we um, I guess, didn't really have that consistency and, um, you know, for me, I did my first year of Super Two was with two different teams in two different cars, and wow. um, we didn't do the full championship. And then the next year was like my own team, um, sort of doing all the work myself. And then it was like I had never done enduros or anything, wow. so it was basically just yeah, straight into straight into the deep end, straight into into supercars. So yeah, it was it was a lot different, I guess, me going in than yep. a lot of the other sort of young guys that have come
0: in of late. Like, I look at it now and like you're saying of late, it, it'd be super hard to compete with. You know, you get someone that comes through like basically there's a factory ride from Super 2 straight into a main game. As you say, with the consistency of team and that, mm. it's very hard to for someone just to come in and compete with, you know, like just because as you know, it takes so much time to bond with an engineer and team yeah. and stuff. Yeah, just to have that consistency from the start would be so um, so beneficial. Yeah, know?
1: yeah, <clears> hundred percent. <throat> um, and I mean, yeah, if you had a choice, that, that's, that's that's where how you go. do it. Yeah, um, it's very rare. Yeah, that, that's just that's just racing though. For sure, um, it's always um, I guess based around opportunity yep. um, and and money, pretty much. <laughs> money, so, timing, yeah, opportunity. But yeah. you know, on, on the other hand, you know, I kind of look at it in the sense as well that you know, as I said before, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of people helped me you know get get to um to this point um and a lot of other people don't get that opportunity at all so you know there's there's heaps and heaps of good guys i guess that don't get the opportunity Mm -hmm. over the years just because they don't have the money and 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 yeah you got to get to a point where you sort of think yeah we'll give it a crack for a few years and if it doesn't happen you got to let the dream go and get on with life or you know business or whatever else so it's a tough, tough sport.
0: Oh, mate, it's it's uh, it, it is one it's of the not toughest not one sports. that I
1: recommend. <laughs> no, no, <laughs>
0: it is one. It's definitely one of the toughest. And you know, um, I've grown up racing, racing motorcycles and stuff myself a little bit. Nothing good, but you talk to people about, um, you know, the traditional sports like a football or something. We have got to travel all the way to the north side of Brisbane to yeah. to go. I'm like. And I had to go to Melbourne. Or yeah. I had to go you know, and that's the other part too. You you've got to grit yourself out and mm. there's a lot involved on takeaway Monday to the Monday to Friday side of it as well. You yeah,
1: know? I mean mm. I have always enjoyed the the work yep. side of it and travelling and, and whatever else. So I guess, yeah, from a very young age yep. you're always like I was always mm. looking forward to, you know, the next the next race. And yep. we actually did a lot of traveling from a, a pretty young age. So basically I think we did the first two years of, of karting sort of locally and then, yep. you know, Dad and I would travel the countryside. We actually did a lot of stuff in like country New South Wales and a bit in Victoria. So, um, yeah, I've always enjoyed yep. that that side of it. And then basically, yeah, in those sort of years that I mentioned before in the transition from carts to cars where um, we didn't have much going on, it kind of got to the point where... We couldn't really afford to, to do anything else. And there was, well, being in Adelaide, There's it's better now, obviously, I think, with the bend. But, um, yeah, there wasn't really much mm. industry for, for car racing in Adelaide. So, um, yeah, I moved to Melbourne when I was 18, I think it was, and, and started working for Sonic, um, which is a former Ford and, yeah. and Porsche team there. Um, and, yeah, I guess it was kind of like, well, if we, I guess, can't, afford to go and just pay to do it with someone then i got to try and make it work for myself so yeah yeah, I get like I had someone say to me the other day like you got to sacrifice a lot but to me it's all I ever wanted to do so it wasn't a sacrifice it was I I loved it like you know going to the workshop every day and and working and you know going away and in in the truck to you know traveling from Melbourne to Queensland to a race to to work on the Formula Fords or Porsches or whatever I just yeah but I, I love doing it, so to me, it, it you know it wasn't really a sacrifice.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, yeah it really does. Like, uh, yeah, and you do hear that, you know, the sacrifice part. But if it's what you really want to do,
1: yeah, it's you just just it. how it is, you know. Yeah.
0: Are you a mechanic?
1: Not, not, not by trade. Not by trade. No, nah, yeah. but I guess you know, Dad always made me sort of work on yeah. um, go karts, mm-hmm. and then the or well, Formula Ford, and then when I, I went to Sonic, I learned a lot. I mean, I guess I already had a pretty good idea just yeah. on. Um I, I guess I, I probably get to understand the you know, the, the makeup of of a go kart or, or a car yep. very well. Just just one thing I've never I guess learnt about is is the engine side of things. But yep. the rest of the car or kart I'm I'm pretty confident that like the in, dynamics in, in the way it all yep. works and has to get put together and mm-hmm. um yeah, so and that that's something I kind of enjoy doing as well, like a, a probably like a lot of sports people you like structure and processes and yep. you know I guess pulling something apart and and putting it back together fresh and having a checklist or whatever else is kind of satisfying to to work through and get to the end and you have a, a finished product
0: eases the mind that's that's, <laughs>
1: that's perfect yeah
0: yeah definitely ease of the mind is it like as you say a lot of sports people I think that's the that's the driving factor the process isn't it yeah you know? and,
1: and still still to this day I, I i still enjoy you know yep just just the other week you know I, I went to with obviously not much happening at the moment kind of i'm not one to you know sit down and and do nothing mm-hmm. um although there's there's been a lot of that but <laughs> yep. trying to find you know stuff that you can kind of keep yourself busy with so yeah i um went to morgan park a few weeks ago and and helped out um a couple of a couple of young lads in, in Formula Ford. And yep. I, I do really enjoy that still even, you know, I guess um, taking control and, and running a car and, um, yep. yeah, so it's, um, it is it is enjoyable for me.
0: Have you had the opportunity to drive uh, Morgan Park yet?
1: Um, I, I have. But yeah. um, we actually back in 2013 because I was, well, Stone Brothers Racing. Yep. 2010, 11, 12, and then it went to Erebus in 13. So we had the, the Mercs, which were, you know, we had to do a lot of development with. And for whatever reason, we couldn't get onto Queensland Raceway, and yep. we really, really needed to, to get on track for a day to, to work some stuff out. So we, we actually did a test day at, at Morgan Park back in 2013, but I don't think I've driven there since. But mm. when I was there, it looked, you know, it, it'd be a really fun. Little track Yep. In, you know, something like a former Ford or, or XL or whatever.
0: For sure. Tell me this, and I, I was talking to someone about this the other day that a supercar had been on the, that track. Yeah. And they're like, nah, not a chance because uh, the, the I, was, I was working at the uh, super bikes up there. Yeah. And, and I'm, I said, I'm sure. But I believe they ran the other way. Do you know if that's true?
1: Uh, we didn't when we were there. Okay. Yep. But I, I can't remember there ever being a race there.
0: No, it was but, it was a test day, I yeah. believe, and they. No, really, we we
1: well, yeah, yep, we we definitely did, did a test day yep. there in
0: 2013, but it was the same. Same track, same yep. um, clockwise. Yeah, yeah, clockwise. Yep. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good Can fun confirm. track. Yeah, there, that's cool, cool. mate. Because I literally was talking to someone I was up at this um, Queensland Superbike's, um yeah, Queensland Road Race Championships a few weeks ago. I said, I'm sure that they've done a test day in a supercar here, but I believe they went opposite way in one of the tests because mm. it'd be quite fun to do an opposite way of. Coming under the bridge and that it'd be pretty pretty fun yeah. to do. But yeah, but different. Never
1: really thought about it, but I guess yeah, uh, running the opposite way on a track is all about safety. most sure. of them are designed around um, you know running a particular way. Yes, just for yeah the safety side of things. Run off and that. Yeah, I don't sand down. For example, wouldn't be. Too good off the no, bench straight there.
0: Be, it wouldn't be good. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely <laughs> not. Be something, something was to go wrong. Definitely
0: couldn't do it there. Um, yeah. But I mean,
1: go-karts, go I remember, you know, running on, on tracks. Yep. Yeah, uh, You know, in, in the opposite direction. Like my home track, um, you know, Bolivar, mm-hmm. it was – so the Southern <laughs> Go-Kart Club was one direction and then it was a Dublin Kart Club ran the other direction. Oh, really? So that, that was quite cool, actually. Yeah, they're both, both pretty awesome both ways, so –
0: I don't know if you ever got nice the to chance, up. chance to race up here at Coomera when they had the Coomera kart nah, track. They nah. used to do that there as well. Yeah. They used to run it, run it in the split direction. So, yeah. Um, yeah,
1: something I think we really lack here at the moment is is go kart tracks, mm. especially you know with what's happened at, at Pimpama with extreme karting. No, yeah. I mean, they, you know, they only had one sort of major race there mm. throughout the year, but you know, a lot of people went there and um, you know could practice at least. Um, and now that's been shut down, but you've only really got sort of Ipswich, which is an awesome track. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, when you're old like me and you don't do much, you go there and you definitely know about it (laughs) after, after a day on that track, it's, um, it's pretty, pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Come out of that and look like you've done buddy 10 rounds with Mike Tyson. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that Mm. is, it's, well, you live on the Gold Coast, it's It's, an hour and a half away and. I mm. guess anything else is you know you got Morgan Park and I think Toowoomba and yeah. Lismore where you can't go to New South Wales at the moment. But it'd be awesome if we could have something you know somewhere between Gold Coast and Brizzy
0: for sure. And that that extreme karting, what was it called? The 540, I think the event was that they had there. The
1: yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, it, oh no, it was Race of Stars. Race of Stars. Yeah. That so it, that was always yeah, just before the uh, 600. Our, yeah, Gold Coast 600 race. So, and yeah, that was an awesome event. The round of the. Oh, actually, I don't know if it was a round or the standalone event, but of the Australian Karting Championship and yeah, top got facility too. A lot of, lot of uh, euros, or a lot of the top Europeans out to do it. So yeah, it was it was cool and and good for good for karting.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, it was such a good facility all around. You know, like it mm. obviously had um, they did rider training out the front and stuff on the dirt and that as well. And yeah, they um, yeah, it's sad to see an investment in a place like that just get. Get pulled down the drain at, at yeah. this point, anyway. I don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah, but, hopefully um, they're trying.
1: They can, uh yeah, get it back up and going. But uh yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, that that uh, Gold Coast one was a great. It was a great track too. The the Cunnamulla uh, one. That yeah, they had there, but it's now a uh, housing estate and a school, yeah, I right. believe. But um, yeah, yeah. At, at that point, the kart club was really, really strong, and they transferred everyone into Ipswich. Yeah, okay. kart club, and um yeah, there's so many members at the time, and one place it was just, you couldn't get a spot there for a long, long yeah. years, but. It's yeah. changed now. So. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned it. The Mercedes. How was the Mercedes to drive?
1: Um, well, I guess essentially it was a, you know, still a yep. Stone Brothers racing car mm-hmm. um, under the skin to an extent. So yep. I guess the differences were the, you know, the aero package would have been yep. slightly different to what the Falcon was going to be, um, and then yeah, the engine was probably the the major hamstring. Yeah right. At the as a, as at, a at the start, it was just um, yeah. It was yeah. I mean yeah. Th- there was nothing really good about it at, yeah. at, at the start. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was yeah. Underpowered. You know the the drivability wasn't very good. It ran hot. It used fuel. So yeah, it took a long long time to I guess sort that out. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, in in the second half of the year, I think we were sort of like relatively competitive, um, I think there was potentially some tracks we still lacked a, a little bit on, but um, yeah, it was a it was a like big change um, and a massive effort from the team. Like I yeah. think basically from the last round to the first test day the following year, like I think a lot of the guys only had maybe a day or two off. It was wow. just yeah, it was a huge amount of work. Yeah. Um yeah, crammed into a a short period of time. So, um yeah, like big credit to to those guys, but it it was it was frustrating. Yeah. Um because I guess at that stage of my career, you know, if I had a choice, I definitely wouldn't sign up to developing a car, but we probably didn't expect that we'll, we I mean we we expected a bit of the opposite really. We kind of th- thought that um you know the way the deal was that we had obviously the existing smarts yep. um and dna of, of sbr and then you're just adding i guess more smarts from hwa in in germany mm. who did a lot of the stuff but um yeah like i said the engine was was the bit that that hurt us the most and basically 2012 was was my best year in the, in the category so we finished fifth in the championship i guess and, mm. and at that time basically triple eight and FPR won I think all the races that year so we they were I think first to fourth and we were best of the rest. Yeah. Outside of them and the last round at Homebush that year, you know, we had a had a pole and finished second and fourth and then you go to the first round the following year and you qualify like on the second last roll of the grid at, at Clipso and um yeah, that struggle was for basically the first half of the year. So yeah. yeah we like, I, I really feel as though that the sport is all about, you know, especially with it being so close and competitive and tough, like, you just really need that consistency and, and continuity sort of year on year. And it was just a shame that, you know, didn't have the opportunity to, to keep building with what we had in 2012.
0: That – how does, like, obviously the, the Christmas period for teams too is um, – that's their only real – major downtime until now but yeah that's the only really major especially, especially downtime. back
1: then too that was I think thing, we had it? like six test days wow you know three ride days and 15 or 16 rounds so Mate, yeah. it's a hectic as, schedule. As, as opposed to now you know I guess I've really tried to cut down the the workload for yep. the teams because um, I think now we only have 12 rounds three test days um I mean you still do your ride days throughout the year but a lot of the races are only two-day weekends as well so yep. it's not you know instead of four days well it's less time away from home anyway so yeah and and curfews at the track as well so oh really yeah yeah so basically morning and and night so yeah the workload is massively less to to what it used to be and I think it just yeah burnt out a lot of guys yeah but yeah like you say for for them to
0: you know, have, a, have
1: a normal year working their ass off and then not to have a, a break over Chrissy and straight into it the next year is would be super tough And and, and I guess, you know, the same last year as well Mm -hmm. with, you know, all the Victorian guys um, being away from home for so long. Like I I couldn't imagine, well, I guess having a little one at home now, what it would be like for them to be away for three months. It'd Um, be
0: crazy, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I miss my my little one just being away for four or five days last last weekend. So, yeah, I mean, it's something that we're probably going to face at the end of the year as well Mm. when we get back racing or if – if when, whatever yep. you wanna say, we get back racing because if they're yeah, gonna race at Queensland straight up the Victorian guys will have to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. Um up here before we race and then yeah, you're not gonna get home till after Bathurst in December and potentially for us Queensland guys we will have to do the quarantining um when yeah, when we get back from from Bathurst in, in December and right. Yeah, so it'll be, it'd be tough, but, uh, yeah, I guess um, cross that bridge when we get to
0: it. It's such a commitment. Like if you're, you know, like last year they stayed away for three months. Yeah. That's huge. You know, yeah. in grand scale of people, it's not just one and person. And it's
1: not, you know, it's it's not something that, that they signed up to do. No. Um, you know, it's unfortunately the <clears throat> the times that we're in um, and it's not as if you can just go, you know, for those guys – I don't want to do it and go find another job and get you know the paid shine. the same or whatever. Like you know, they obviously have to support their families and um, yeah, a lot of them may not have had a choice. Yeah. Uh, this year is probably a little bit different in that I guess we all probably like to think that it's not going to end up the same, but you I guess you'd probably be stupid to think that there wasn't the potential for the same thing to happen. So
0: for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort but of- it sort of it
1: makes a half of the sport because. You know there's already a struggle to get staff mm. and you throw in that as well where you it's like well you kind of got to be, be prepared to to go on the road um for an extended period of time to to make the season happen yeah which yeah not everyone wants to do i guess we're pretty fortunate with our team in that you know there's minimal staff um and yeah they're not you know, we've got a couple of young guys that you know don't have partners or families or anything yeah. else like that so um, yeah it'd be hard though for, for some of the bigger teams with with a big
0: um, big staff list all the resources that come with it and you know everyone in, the, in these fields no matter if you're changing the wheel right through to you know the full-blown mechanic of the car it's they're all trained in that position Mm. so you need to bring them yeah you want them with you you know replace you can't replace them with someone from queensland yeah maybe you can somewhere but yeah it's very hard you know you get that you get a pattern and it's it's literally it's such a team sport isn't it yeah yeah exactly yeah hopefully that happens would it be queensland raceway is that yep. the talk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. Hopefully they do something to spice up the second weekend there because it's <laughs> not the most exciting place.
0: Well, you did you did a few laps there um, four weeks ago now or five weeks ago now and um, yeah, it hasn't really changed too much in no. there.
1: The <laughs> has it? Yeah. No. Would, you, would no, you? I mean, it's yeah. I think I think like any track, <laughs> where if your car's good there, you you, you tend to. Well, yeah. I, th- I think you enjoy any circuit when, when your cars good, things are good yeah it's the worst place in the world if your car's not quite right yeah I can imagine there's <laughs> not, not too much you can do as a driver to, to make it any better would you know how they
0: run the clubman track how they they cut the halfway down the back straight yeah would that be would that make it better um, Yeah I, I don't
1: think so I think just no. with our cars being so big yeah and just the way they are. Like you, you want you want passing, and I think that probably takes out yeah. passing opportunities. But yeah, I mean, who knows?
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. I, I, uh, I look at it for uh, like the club racing that they do there, and I'm like, that's kind of exciting because it brings a bit of undulation. Mm. Brings like I a don't, right yeah. left, but I, I don't cars. think it'd
1: be very good in our cars. Just from I've driven some other cars there on yep. on those tracks, and well, that that one in particular. I don't know which one's Clubman, which one's Sprint, but when you sort of end up uh, going backwards down towards turn three and then cut through that way. Yep. Yeah, our cars are always, uh, I mean, are already very front limited and you you just ask so much of the front through that last little section it would be...
0: Wouldn't be that good. Yeah. <laughs> Fair call. How have the cars evolved over the uh, the amount of seasons you've done? What is it? Uh, what are you up to? 12, Yeah, I think seasons? it's my 12th year. 12 years? Um, how, how, how have they evolved? Have they gotten better or have they gotten... Um,
1: yeah, I mean, you, you, you probably like? don't notice so much. Yep. It's definitely not chalk and cheese. I think like the new car of the future, well, mm-hmm. they're not new, but the car of the future spec car is probably they're not as unique to drive as, as, I guess, what they used to be. Yep. So I think it's easier for someone to jump in and, and be, you know, or get up to speed yep. quicker. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's obviously from the old car to, to car of the future. It's, um, I guess, the, the big difference is just, yeah, transax- transaxle and yep. independent rear and now we, with, I'm not sure how we've kind of got to, to this point because I always thought the, the aero was meant to be the same. Yes with every new model that was meant to come out. But, yeah, it's particularly the, the the latest cars have, you know, more aero than than the last model and then even more than the last model from that. So that's, that's probably, yeah, the the big difference.
0: Which is weird considering, like, how it was um, sold, that it was going to be the consistent package of aero across the years, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> it's not as if, well, I don't think, well, say when it was Ford and Holden. Yes. I don't think they've ever... Oh, I'm sure there has been some years but normally you know Ford will introduce a new model then Holden and mm-hmm. then Ford Holden and you know the new model was always meant meant to match well the the previous one or or the other correct yep the other car but then somehow
0: we've just ended up
1: <laughs> yeah, ended up with uh, something quite a bit
0: different definitely you you drove a Holden uh, for a lot of years with Bjr yep Last year you got to jump in the Mustang, obviously partnering uh, Scott McLaughlin about this. How was that? Like you'd obviously seen the Mustang on the grid for the year before and Mm. how their success had been. How was it jumping in that car? Was it much different or was it? Uh,
1: Well, there were some changes, like technical changes in in the off season. So basically they reduced some aero Mm -hmm. with with both cars and there were some engine changes as well. So like, uh, yeah, I mean, people kind of, you know, ask that question about Ford and Holden or Mustang or whatever else, and I think it it's more so like from because the times are so close. You know, you I guess you, you watch a racing or you look at the results, and you know, you, it it looks like um, the differences are a lot bigger than what they actually are. Mm. You know, some tracks there's not even a second covering first to last, so to jump in and and you know f- feel a a, f- a tenth of a second or whatever from you know a holden bodied car to a ford bodied car to, yep. is kind of non-existent it's pretty much it's more so the way the the teams build the cars and and set them up and what their philosophy is on you know how they achieve their speed yep so you could drive one mustang and it will feel you know one particular way and jump in another mustang it could feel completely different yep. just you know the, their philosophies on how they get the speed out of the car so for sure like yeah the the, their philosophy is is probably the most unique I've, I've felt out of any supercar that I've driven, wow. but it, it was it was good. Like I, I really I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was I guess just confidence inspiring and, and forgiving and um, yeah, it was actually nice to I guess drive a car knowing that that's that's how it achieves their speed, how it it achieves its speed, and you need to drive it that particular way. Yep. Um, and yeah, I you know the, the way the team operated uh yeah it's not it's not hard to see why you know they've been as successful as as what they have been and continue to be and yeah i i, I learned a lot and i guess it was probably what well, was the first opportunity for me to be with one of the the top teams in in my entire yep. um, time in in the sport and there's always things you know when you're not with them you're kind of like oh, i wonder what they do you know with this or that or whatever else so it was it was really cool to to see, yeah, how they went about the business and how they, yeah, did certain things differently to, to other teams, yep. but I think for sure the way they operate is definitely helped by having a car that is more in the window than not sort of yep. week
0: in, week out. Yeah, the, the data that they've got to use or whatever is Yeah, cons- I think consistent. it just, again,
1: just comes back to the philosophy. But, philosophy, yep. Um, yeah, you, you got to know... Um, what the right ingredients are to to bake the cake, and yep. that's yeah, what the what the top teams
0: have makes sense, and that's that's where success is obviously born, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Whereas you know, I guess you look at kind of the the rest of the field, and it's it's kind of a little bit more hit and miss. Yep. Because you know, one week they get the recipe right, and the next next week they don't because they're probably still not guessing. But yeah, yeah that, that's that's a difference anyway between. The, the top and not quite the top
0: mate. And, and you said it exactly right too like a second like a second is in that speed it is like literally nothing is it you know, yeah. you're talking a fingernail no, length
1: you know 24 cars I think some tracks like smaller tracks it's not yeah. even a second you know it can be three quarters of a second so yeah it is it's super tight and it, it's really hard um, you know in that I guess well, midfield battle because sometimes if you're on the right side of a tenth of a second in qualifying you can be seventh yeah and if you're on the wrong side of one-tenth of a second you can be like 15th or 17th or whatever so can I guess really change um, change your day just one-tenth of a
0: second for sure Yeah, the whole dynamics
1: and your race results
0: your weekend sort of just changes right from yeah exactly now you when we're talking about um, the Merc we're talking about fuel and stuff like that when you're faced with something like that where you're banging your head against the wall when it's down on power, then it uses more fuel as well. How, how, how does this, Like, that must be just, like, the worst day at the office, hey? Cause and you, it was extremely hot. And hot. How, burnt, how burnt my foot. How do you get... Th- burnt all, all of our feet. <laughs> really? Yeah. So it was bad. Like, not yeah, to knock yeah, it, yeah. but it, was, it wasn't the best day. It got better, but how do you get through that? Like, mate, when everyone's put so much effort into it, you just... Because usually if you get speed, you might use more fuel, but if you're not getting speed and using more fuel or something, you... you it, it'd be yeah, very I mean hard. It,
1: it was. It wasn't. You know, obviously, just us, the drivers that that felt yeah. the frustration. You know, it was. It was the Everyone. whole team. So, um, but yeah, being being young and um, I guess your expectation was was so high, and you've come off, you know, your best season and everything else. You, I guess, yeah, you. you I guess you you look back at it and, yeah, you, you probably wouldn't. It, it'd be hard to change away. Yeah, for sure. You. Behaved or acted or whatever—not not that it was anything bad, but yeah, I think just as you get older and more mature, if you're faced with that now, you'd, you'd probably tackle it a little bit differently and maybe a bit more constructively. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just yeah you just battle on. You know, you you locked locked in for the year with it, so. Yeah, you're just gonna try and it. make the most of it and work in with everyone to to solve the problems
0: for sure. Yeah, it's a, just be a very very interesting time when everyone's put you know put so much into something and mm. you know it's gonna get better, but just time and whatnot. Mm. at that time the sport was spread a little bit more too, wasn't it? Like in in, in results and yeah. in times and stuff. You know, yeah. compared to because it
1: was yeah the first year of um, car, of, car the future, of the future, so yeah. the results were um, mixed up quite a lot for the first at least sort of. Two or three years of of car of the future yeah um i mean the the good teams are still good but you know they weren't they weren't dominating
0: wasn't leaps and bounds was it
1: no no it wasn't like you know that that last year of of the old car in 2012 where basically the two top teams i think won every race for at least that year if not sort of
0: half of the previous year as well hey that was um I mean, we had we've had eras in the sport, and you're obviously a fan of it as well. But when you watch back through all the years, there's certain eras of that where it's just been they've got the car. So in that window, haven't they? For, for a couple of teams, you're know, like, yeah. Well, oh, I guess yeah, it, it was hard.
1: It was sort of HRT.
0: Yeah, yep.
1: And um and the, yeah dealer team for, for a long time there. Yep. Um and then yeah Triple Eight, came along and. I Didn't guess basically job. stole stole that mantle and mm. um, yeah FPR Tickford were kind of right up there with with Triple Eight for a long time um, yeah like I said sort of through that um, what was it 2011 12 kind of time uh, and then yeah obviously with with Penske. Pensky yeah um, yeah I guess that was was obviously those and or well, those guys and and Triple Eight that um, what was that sort of twenty, seventeen, yeah, 18, 19, 20? Yep. Yeah,
0: just do you know pretty dominant, you know, yeah. between us. So, what's but the- yeah?
1: I guess yeah, the one main team that's been there the longest, that you'd have to say is is Triple Eight.
0: Yeah, they've done it. They've done a um, incredible job, hey. Yeah, Quite really to to be able to dial something in for a consistent amount of years like that. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, well mm-hmm. done. You know, definitely yeah. well done. What's when you first went to Bathurst? What was what, what was your first take of the place, you thrown you away, thrown away by it a bit or what?
1: Yeah, I, I first went there um, <clears throat> like as a spectator with my mate. Um, wow. I can't remember if we drove over or caught a bus, but it was 2000 or 2001 and it like just mm-hmm. pissed rain all, all oh, weekend. All week. Yep. Um, I think that was the year that Tanda and Bargs won in a GRM car. Yeah. Um, but then I drove there in a little mini um, – what was that? It must have been the twelve-hour, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and yeah, it's it's probably the same for everyone. Just yep. the TV doesn't do it justice. It's you know, it's faster, it's narrower, it's more blind corners, more undulation than yep. than you know what you see on TV. And then yeah, my first few laps in a supercar were, were pretty crazy because you know you. You give the place respect and you sort of slowly come up to speed. And you're like, all right, I'll have a bit of a crack now and then cross the line and you see your time and you're still seconds away and you're like, how the hell am I going to get this down another three or four seconds or whatever? <laughs> but, yeah, you just sort of slowly chip away at it and just it just becomes you. another track pretty much.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. It gradually just comes to you, I guess. Eh? Yeah,
1: yeah. But, yeah, in saying it's just another track, you still, yeah, you need to definitely give it, I guess yeah. probably like a lot of street circuits, a bit more respect than, you know, a permanent track um, where you can afford to make a mistake and, you know, you go onto the grass and you come back on Bathurst mm-hmm. or some other street circuits, you make a mistake and you're in the fence and you got a wrecked car and you, yeah. your day or weekend's done. So For sure. Yeah.
0: It's, it's high, a high risk place, you know, pretty much yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Now, you obviously raced there earlier in the year. Was that uh, last weekend of February, first weekend of March around then? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now they're talking about a December December race there. How's yeah. it going to be in the heat? Um, yeah, like it, it'll. I mean,
1: race there. Yep. Um, Twelve hours actually been really hot. Okay. Like yep. The last couple of times. That's that, February that, weekend. That's isn't been, it? Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, that was. The, I think the last. What was it? Year before last, it was like forty degrees Damn. all week. So yeah, I mean, just just like any other place, when when it's hot. Yeah. Um, yeah you just be be tougher in in the car and the track will be slower because it's so hot yep um I, I don't know if you'd say it's any tougher on the cars because they, they already run so hot anyway but yep. um yeah it's not going to have a, a major effect on the race I, I wouldn't have thought
0: okay yeah it's just one of those things that's interesting because this is obviously the latest in the year yeah for for a thousand k race anyway yeah. it would be a um. Yeah, it'd be interesting to sort of see how, how it does run. Yeah. And,
1: yeah. I guess um, you just you won't see the the Hollywood times potentially that for sure.
0: you, you see when it's colder. Well that's the thing. It's sort of um the last few years has gotten sort of like unrealistic. Like the the times that have been shared on the Sunday race it's, mm. it's crazy, you know, like you're saying Hollywood times, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mm. guess more so talking about sort of qualifying Oh that
0: yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But um race pace is pretty damn fast so now hey
1: yeah it is but i guess that that sort of the big chunk of that was when they resurfaced the track so Mm -hmm. you look at it now and whatever times we do compared to you know back before it was resurfaced looks yeah it looks crazy different but that's the track more so the track and obviously a little bit of the cars but it's it's more so the track
0: for sure i understand that and yeah obviously the um when you see it year to year how how much it changed you can tell straight yeah. away, eh? So
1: yeah, it's it's the same anywhere we go. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, the longer the track is, the the more the time difference is going to be. Because sure. yeah,
0: there's there's more time to, to be, be gained made up with yep. with more corners. Driving a GT car, obviously you've had a fair bit of time in those. How how um how do you obviously 488 Ferrari is one of the main ones you've spent a lot of time in? Yeah. How's that to drive?
1: Yeah, it's cool. I, I really enjoy you know yep. driving different stuff and um yeah, the Ferraris. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the interesting thing about the, the GT category is that, um, you know, a lot of the cars do feel very, very different because they are different. You know, you go from like the big um, Mercedes, which is, you know, front engine, yeah. really long nose as opposed to the Ferraris, a lot lot littler sort of, well, mid-engine, I think think they call it. But, um, yeah, so they, they do definitely have, I guess, different strengths and weaknesses some of the bigger cars have you know more grunt but a slow around the corners um, but yeah it's 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 a cool car um, yeah it, like in, in all my time in it it was always you know pretty reliable and so I guess very neutral car so I was very sensitive to to you know your inputs yep. as a driver um, so yeah it, it was yeah I, I, I really enjoyed the the GT racing
0: that Laguna run, that must you must be pretty proud of that, hey?
1: Yeah, it was it was cool. It was, it's funny because oh, I mean I haven't quite got through it. it. takes me a while to to watch races yeah. these days with a little one at home. But just watching the the Indy Car from from Laguna on the weekend it mm-hmm. yeah, brought brought back some memories. And yeah, that that was that was a, a really cool weekend. And and to do it with with a mate was pretty cool as well. With Nick Foster. Yep. Um, yeah, like the car was like really really fast in the race and it just kind of reminded me watching the Indycar race like the the surface area is is really quite abrasive and mm-hmm. um it's high tied egg. so um yeah our car was really kind on its tires the the traction control in in that car works really well and um yeah we pretty much just dominated the race yeah. um so yeah, I mean you you never get too far ahead of yourself in, in a, you know, endurance race, but um yeah, it was it was good fun and you know, it was I guess a, a pretty big race being around at the Intercontinental yep. Championship and all the, you know, top manufacturers there with their their top drivers. So yeah, it was it was
0: cool to win. For sure. And and at a um another iconic raceway too. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah cool It's place. a
1: super fun track. It was, yeah. it was cool. It was actually a lot different to what I expected, though. Like it, it seemed like the venue seemed very, just run down and and old. And, it's pretty
0: bad, hey. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like it, I get. Well, you watch it on TV. It looks like it's sort of in the middle of a desert. Yeah. But you kind of expect it to be a bit better. But um, I guess it, it's what makes it what it is, though. So
0: for sure, yeah. it, it's weird. Like you, you drive in there and. It's just this little place perched on a edge of a cliff, you know. Like you got yeah, the cliff yeah, up, yeah. The, obviously the corkscrew, and then yeah, and then obviously houses all around the back of the joint and mm. stuff. But yeah, interesting joint. Yeah, definitely interesting. Yeah, and I guess Monterey's like, a good place.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was cool. Um, but yeah, like at, at the track, I, well, I guess you, you get used to kind of working out of a a pit garage, whereas a lot of the American tracks kind of have the garages and then pit lane. So yeah, yeah, it, it probably. Um, I guess in some of the bigger, flashier new tracks, what makes it so cool is like the pit facilities. Whereas you don't really have that, well, especially at Laguna, but on a on a lot of those American tracks.
0: Yeah, that's true. Very true. Like you look at say a tail and Bend. Yeah. You look at that state or of Bat the art. Or Bathurst. Or Bat Phil Phil well, cool. Phillip
1: probably a bit dated
0: now, but still at its time, it was pretty, um, yeah. pretty, pretty special. But um, when we went to the World Superbike there, the the teams were carrying quick shades out into the pit lane. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like it would you don't see that anymore sort of mm. thing, you know, but um, that was Laguna. Um, yeah. But yeah, impressive track though. The actual racetrack was pretty yeah, cool. So. Yeah,
1: and like you say, yeah, Montreal was a cool joint and we actually, um, Danny, my partner and I went over earlier, and met, met up with um, with Nick and, and his oh, partner cool. and we, we sort of spent well, a week there just sort of driving around and seeing seeing the sights and um, yeah. So it was like overall, it was, yeah, really good. Trip away, obviously topping it off with, yeah. with the win.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And, and doing it, with, as you say, with your mate as yeah. well. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Minute 20 around Eastern Creek. What's that like?
1: Uh, yeah, it was, it's pretty crazy. Um, Yeah, the Hammerhead time attack car was, yeah, yeah it's just super fast. <laughs> Is, Is
0: there anything like it that you've driven or nothing?
1: Um, Yeah, probably, Um, I guess I've been doing a bit of, well, a few laps in a little LMP3 car yep. uh, at the bend earlier in the year, and uh, it, it doesn't have the grunt, but you know the the arrow of of that is comparable. And then the same day, I actually did a few laps in the in the Brabham, um, whatever is that a BT? What the new sixty two or yeah. whatever? Yeah. So that that's probably the most comparable thing I'd say, just because it's got um, good grunt. Yeah, stops well and grip and and aero grip so Mm. yeah but yeah it's just got like a crazy amount of power I think it's got um, well I think then say around about thousand horsepower with full boost and I think they got got some more now Um, and yeah just just crazy aero grip I mean Mm -hmm. even though it is still on an aspect tire I think the aero just kind of takes over from that through the through the high speed stuff so
0: just looks like you're constantly just changing gears yeah, it's
1: just yeah I mean it's a long time ago, but um yeah it it, it is busy, yeah. I guess that's because um, it still had you know Hollinger sequential in it, so yeah when you blaze through turn one just with a little lift at 270 or something and you get to turn two at a pretty high speed and um, pretty late in the brakes and you got to get down. Four gears in a in a short space of time would definitely be a lot a lot easier with with paddle shift but um yeah it was it, it was it was fun to drive and it's actually yeah it's it's a it's it's a nice car to drive like it's it's well balanced and sort of does everything
0: it, it should really compliant car yeah they yeah. um like yeah just just looking at that i I think that'd be an interesting format if that went um not bigger like it's big now but it just seems to deserve more more to be seen on it because the cars in that are pretty cool hey?
1: yeah yeah they are but um I guess it, it's kind of it's not something that it appeal to me no um, you know to, to build a car for because yeah. I guess you know I, I enjoy racing yeah racing other people and whatever so it's definitely got its place for sure and obviously there's you know it's a massively successful event it is it is an awesome event to, yeah. to go to it's just a completely different crowd from from any sort of supercars race mm-hmm. um and i i enjoy doing it yeah um but yet yeah, i also like you know jumping in a race car and you know doing lap after lap after lap after lap whereas those cars they're they're so on edge you yeah. basically do a lap and then everything's overheated and Come back in and let it sit for a while, and have another crack an hour later or whatever. So
0: they're right on the edge. There, there's
1: there's less less laps, but it is the laps that you do are very enjoyable.
0: I can imagine (laughs) looking at that. I'm like, mate, that would be, um, you know, like I'm trying to think what they were doing for the um, GP bikes back there in the Mm. when they run them, and I think it was. The high 20s. Yeah. Like 8 seconds faster than a 500 Grand Prix bike. Is, yeah. Um, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's pretty much I think the same as a supercar. It's 7 8
0: About seconds that, quicker
1: than a supercar. Yeah. Yep.
0: Mate, that's uh that's a lot of time. Yeah. Now you said it and I'm going to stuff it up, but LMP3 yep. is what it is, hey. Yeah. It's like in a Le Mans style um car, isn't it? Yeah, so N- it's Nissan V8 Le, Le-, Le Mans prototype. Yep. I'm pretty
1: sure is what. Oh cool. Um, yeah. LMP stands for. So I guess it's like your yeah, entry level. Prototype, yeah.
0: Um,
1: car. Um, so yeah, I've just been sort of doing a bit of work with, um, with someone with his car at at uh, at the bend earlier in the year, and was meant to do more, but you know, obviously yeah. can't travel or no. couldn't travel, and um, so that, that was that was really cool, you know, to jump in. Um, well, when I when I first drove it, yeah, you sort of get out of pit lane, and even on the first lap, you say, like, oh, I forget what a real race car yeah it feels like yep um prototype and, sport and yeah i mean doing doing laps in anything i think is is beneficial it's definitely you know doesn't do you any harm um so yeah that that was that was definitely good fun it's a good, yeah, good. Really, really good little car um sort of light good aero good tire not a not a huge amount of grunt to nissan v8 yeah i think it's about 450 horsepower or so but um yeah it, it does it's Super super nice little car. Did you get lost at the bend? Nah, nah, love it. <laughs> nah, uh, yeah, it's just like any other track.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. Do you like that track?
1: In in the in something with um, like aero, it's definitely better than you know what it is in the supercar. Okay. Hard thing about you know supercar and that style of track, it's just well with the with the cars at the moment, it's it's pretty much impossible to pass. So yeah, it's enjoyable doing a lap around there but the racing um can be a bit frustrating
0: okay so what makes what what makes a, a good track then like to pass on
1: oh i think you know the, the tracks that suit the supercar best um are street circuits or or yep. tracks that that have degradation mm-hmm. so you know mixes up the racing a little bit and i guess that's what they're trying or tried to achieve with this super soft tire yeah it's kind of frustrating though but i know we're not the only ones that that use the racetracks but you know places like darwin and and perth in yep. the past that you know were really abrasive the surface um which provided you know a lot of tyre wear and yep. and well high deg and then you you know you get vastly different strategies in in races and cars that could hold on their tires cars that couldn't and you know you could see a winner from from last um, it stand out if, if yep. something happened in qualifying. Yep, and then you know they resurface the tracks, and um, yeah, it makes our racing more boring, mm. less less passing. But like I said, I, I know that us as supercars aren't the only ones that that go to those tracks. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's it's a kind of a, a shame. Uh, I, I feel when they resurface some of the tracks that that have that high deg. Yeah. Just because. I know, like I always used to think of it's like it's, it's it's a, a unique or or different track in in the championship because it 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 is so high deck and, and pr- it provides, provides different racing.
0: Yep, and that yeah and provides a standout. It doesn't have to be the person that dialed it onto pole yeah. for that, you know because that that tends to happen. If you qualify good now, it's pretty hard to get past. First mm. or second place, you know. Yeah, um, and,
1: I, and I guess you know that's what they're trying to achieve with yeah. the Gen Three car is is um, yeah whatever they have to do to to make um, it easier to
0: pass and obviously therefore better racing for sure. Now there's talk of obviously the supercars are going out to maybe a different owner or something like that. Your current driver, if you could have one wish for it, what, what would you wish for a change? Not not to resurface a track, <laughs> but what would it be? <laughs> yeah. Um, Would there be something there that you look at and go, gee, I'd love, I'd love for the sport to go back to this or we'd, we'd you know? Uh,
1: for, for me, uh, I think it's just got to be, you just got to keep the fans happy yeah. um, and make it, you know, more affordable for the teams, I, th- I think. Yeah. Um, from a driving point of view, it'd be, it'd be nice. You know, like I said, when I jumped in, say, well, a car with more power, it was you know puts a bit more of a smile on your face, so yeah, I think if they had more power it'd it, yep. it it'd be pretty cool um but yeah, i mean i am not too fast just as long as it kind of it works for everyone and and is successful, yep, what that is, I don't know, but I think um one thing that kind of annoys me is talking about manufacturers and relevance to road cars. I just think that's well and truly gone, yeah. And you just got to make it entertaining for yep. the fans. Um, so yeah, I mean, you look at DTM now; it was a it was a category that was purely based around manufacturers, and it's not DTM anymore because all the manufacturers pulled out. It's just GT racing. Yeah, um, and, and it's good. and they can come and go as they please for sure. So you can't base it around them too much. And I think if you make it as as good and as big as as can be then you know they'll want to be involved anyway because you'll have millions of people watching it and yep, hundreds of thousands of people going to, to track to, to the tracks to to watch it yep. you know let's look at Toyota they sponsor the AFL like there's nothing to do with a road car at the AFL it's just it's a big successful
0: it's eyeballs sport so yeah. yeah well they don't make a Commodore anymore so that's gone. Uh, the Mustang that you currently drive is so far removed from being a mm. Mustang, yep. like on the street. Um, that makes perfect sense to me. What you're saying, yeah, you know, yeah.
1: And I mean, it's like oh, okay, they talk about paddle shift or whatever. And honestly, I don't, I don't really care yep. whether what it is. Like I say, I just want it to work for for everyone and for it to be successful. But it's like if, if they they do kind of drop the the road car relevance thing every now and then, but. Um, it's like where where do you where do you stop? Yep. Like you know, road cars have a lot of other things in them as well, which is technology, with whether it's hybrid or mm. ABS or traction control, stability control. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? They're so,
0: overloaded with stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: To me, like it doesn't matter, you know, what's underneath the skin of the car, because the crowd can't tell from the grandstand, or the crowd can't, you know see it or the people at home can't see it watching on tv that's right you you watch a, a touring car race from the 90s and before it was supercars and you know to watch it on tv it kind of still looks pretty similar but you know you look at the garage setups and everything are vastly different and it costs a hell of a lot more now to have the flashy transporters and the flashy you know pit setups and whatever else i know it kind of every everything evolves but i kind of really like the way it's gone to um, with the changes that they made with all the, well, I guess, to suit all the COVID restrictions, like with restrictions on people, yeah. um, you know, the the only two-day race meetings, curfews, even, you know, things down to saving a lot of money with the catering setups. So there used to be, you know, big, you know, sort of what looked like corporate catering tents out at the back of the pits that we all used to sort of eat at, whereas yeah. all the teams, you know, pretty much do their own stuff now. Like, for example... Tim Blanchard's mum and his stepdad do all the catering, and wow. um, you know my mum came up with us to Townsville, and you know she did dinner for for the guys one of the nights and lunch the next day, and I just think, yeah, stuff like that, there, there can be a lot of money that can be can be saved, which doesn't ultimately affect the end
0: or the finished product, if you know what I mean. The stuff that people actually the eyeballs see, yeah. Yep. Makes sense, and yeah. you know, I, I think those things too, like just brings the teams together more instead of being out in the big catering box or something. Mm. You, if you're doing that, like you you guys are obviously, yeah, um, it's going to obviously create a stronger bond as a team as well, which you yeah. need at the moment with traveling away from people and stuff. Yeah, too. yeah. So, how how did this year's drive come about?
1: Um, so, well, I've known uh, Tim for a, a yep. long time. Like we, I don't I don't think we ever actually raced against each other in carts, but we mm-hmm. kind of grew up at the same time um, and then we were teammates at former Ford and then yep. again teammates at, at BGR. So I've known the Blanchards for a long time and when I had nothing going on last year I actually I was ringing around a few mates trying to find some work or something that I, I could do to get me occupied. Um, and Tim, they were actually a little bit short staffed at their Acacia Ridge branch so yep. um, I actually ended up going, working there for a few months just doing a bit of warehouse and and delivery stuff so not not that I really spoke to Tim a massive amount because he actually wasn't based there but I guess we we'll are probably um talking to each other more than than what we normally would and seeing each other more than what we normally would um, and then yeah kind of roughly knew what his plans were yeah. but you know I didn't know how serious he was about it um, and then I just kind of well, kept him updated on where I was at and what I was thinking and who I was talking to and, and whatever else. And and then, um, yeah, kind of just got to the point where it was like, well, we're thinking about you and, and one other person, you know, are, are you keen? And kind of all just went from there pretty much. Awesome. Yeah.
0: It's 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 refreshing to see too, like, because it's, it's sort of like the supercar of old where you've got, you know, you're running out of a... Um, industrial shed of you know the business as such it's yeah not, it's not a work um full-blown workshop yeah. and it's um well it, it, really it, not, it, 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 it is a
1: full-blown workshop but it, it it's cool that it's in in the core in the cool drive business That's right which is yeah. what it's all about yep um so yeah what was literally like in the cool drive headquarters in box yep. hill in melbourne it, it was literally you know um pallet racking mm. and, and um and stock so yeah literally sort of cleared out that and made a workshop made a full-blown workshop but I I really really enjoy you know being a part of you know a small team um there's just yeah I kind of like being a bit more hands-on as well not on the tools but just sort of helping out with other things um that 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 I can like just for example at the start of the year you know we're gonna have travel bags and backpacks and shoes and and whatever else so it's just it's I enjoy kind of being involved in in that stuff and helping out where I can, but also yeah, just with it being a small team, there's you know, there's never any you know politics or bullshit. It's just you yeah. know kind of head down, bum up, and and get on with it. And especially because we have been short staffed, there just there's not time for that. Awesome. Like we're literally, people are, are multitasking and and you know working their asses off just to to make it all happen. So it's uh it's it's pretty cool, yeah and and i mean yeah having actually worked in the cool drive business and um you know meeting a lot of a lot of the the staff and um yeah the blanchards having known them for a long time and they're they're a a really awesome family is
0: just yeah it's just all just a a really nice fit awesome mate, and it's such a classy looking car yeah i mean
1: everything they do is is done Um, to a very high standard. So that's the other thing as well. Like Tim's been around it for a long time. He knows how things should be and, you know, he's been with a, lots of teams himself and knows what's good, what's not good. And um, I guess that's what gave me confidence right from the very start. Yep. Like I knew that he knows what's required to to have a successful team um, and I just really felt as though he kind of ticked all the right boxes straight away so awesome yeah like yeah they've done an awesome job with just everything and and the the presentation is is um is really great so i think it's it's definitely one of the the best presented teams in in pit lane whether just just as a whole like you know the car the yeah. the garage the the truck the the uniforms it's
0: yeah. it's really refreshing to see too like just it is just the one car it's just coming out as you guys, it's, it's, it's like a United thing. It's pretty cool. I Mm. I, I really, when it came out the start of the year and obviously you end up having a bit of a rough time at the start of the week, the year at Bathurst, but, um, mate, awesome to see. Mm. So, and I guess
1: just to give people like an idea or yourself, if you didn't know, like we have, well, I think six people full time. Now there's basically, um, Brendan team manager, Mirko engineer, um, Jaden, data engineer, two two apprentices, like straight from wow. uh, Wodonga TAFE, and then yeah, we've only just got a, a full-time mechanic. So there's basically six full-time staff. Yep. That's that's it, as opposed to you know say a a DJR, for example, which have you know 50 full-time staff. But in saying that, we're not actually manufacturing bits for for yep. the car. Like we didn't build it from scratch, like it is a Tickford tick hardware. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah, after what happened at the start of the year when they built up the second car, they built it to to their spec, their standard Yep. Um, and actually built a lot of their own, their own parts, um, designed and, and built, manufactured. But, you know, it's not like we have a machine shop that's still sort of outsourced. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we've, I guess, recently built up the, the Bathurst crash car, so I'll go back into that yep. um, when we get back racing. But, yeah, again, that's that's to their their spec. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, well, the engine is, is still done at Tickford, though, so that's kind of the main bit of the car, which is, I guess, completely done elsewhere.
0: Yep. It's it's pretty exciting to see, you know, and I'm, so you'll get back in that car when racing resumes. That's yeah. the plan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been tucked away, being rebuilt the whole time, I guess.
1: Yeah. So it, it was actually repaired at um, at Tickford. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, got back to us, and the guys have built it back up basically, pretty much in
0: in the break. Yeah. Wow, mate. I just looked at the time. I know you've got to get over to Cool Drive now yeah. as well. Yeah. So. I'll, um, I'll leave it there. I could talk to you for hours about different stuff, mate. So truly, um, thanks coming, so much for coming in. I really appreciate it, eh?
1: No, all good. It's and been
0: uh, good to chat. Awesome, mate. And uh, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we get raced underway soon and um, I'll definitely be out there to have a watch. Yep, that'd be nice. Can't wait. Cool, mate. That's all we have time for in today's show. If you get the chance, head over to YouTube and hit subscribe on our channel. The other places you can find us are on Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast. Uh, give us a rating and a review. Tell your friends and uh, be safe, everyone, and enjoy your week.